0: So let's let's get into, let's stay on Boris, let's stay on Al, let's stay on Al, but let's talk about irony, because irony is something that has been completely defeated uh, in the era of COVID. So let's bring back irony and appreciation for irony. Here's a story that I like, uh, looking back in 2018, Boris Johnson faces criticism over the Burka letterbox jibe. Everybody remembers this, if they remember when Boris was in the cabinet, he remarked it. Muslim women wearing the burqa were like letterboxes, basically. And we, sh- we can't have that in Britain. We can't have letterboxes, said Boris. And the irony of this is just too much. Let's go look at his statements, Mike. And let's just kind of look back at what Al Johnson said at the time. He said, if you tell me that the burqa is oppressive, then I am with you, said Boris or Al back in 2018. And he goes on, and it gets more interesting, uh, if you say that it is weird and bullying to expect women to cover their faces, then I totally agree, said Al Johnson back in 2018. Now just just remark and remember what's being said here. It's very interesting and relevant to today. So he said it was bullying to ask women to cover their face. And I would add that I can find no scriptural authority for the practice in the Quran. This is Boris the Cleric talking at the time. Al Kamau, this is Al Johnson talking at the time. And then he goes on to say, I would go further and say that it is absolutely ridiculous that people should choose to go around looking like letterboxes, said Al Johnson at the time when he was foreign secretary. So he's, he's really just oh, totally out of sorts, Mike, about this, you know, having women, forcing women to look like letterboxes in Britain. And Boris was outraged at the time. Of course, the media attacked him viciously for these comments. And so in in terms of the government policy, how this stands, businesses and government agencies should be able to enforce a dress code that allowed them to see customers' faces. That was the big controversy back in 2018. And oh, how times have changed. So such restrictions are not quite the same as telling a free-born adult woman what she may or may not wear in a public place when she is simply minding her own business. Uh Does that sound familiar in 2020? He seems to have reversed his position. Well, it does seem like that, Mike. So what we're saying here at the UK column is think about what we've seen in just the last six months. And what we're saying is, isn't it ironic, isn't it absolutely ironic that it would be Boris Johnson that would turn Britain into a nation of letterboxes. Isn't that just absolutely ironic? Uh,
1: It absolutely is. Uh, But if we can just uh, be a bit uh, more serious about uh, uh, masks for one second. Uh, Here is an article from ResearchGate, uh, Masks, False Safety and Real Dangers, Part One. Now, this is quite interesting because we've talked about in the past number of months about the potential for Hypoxia, hypercapnia. So hypoxia is uh, reduced uh, re- uh, oxygen intake, hypercapnia, increased hy- hypercapnia, increased uh, carbon dioxide in the blood. Uh, but what hasn't been discussed until now, as far as I'm aware, is the potential to be ingesting and inhaling Uh, fibres from the masks themselves. Uh, So what is this saying? There is no biological history of mass masking until the current era. It's important to consider possible outcomes of this society-wide experiment. The consequences to the health of individuals is as yet unknown. Masked individuals have measurably higher inspiratory flow than a non-masked individual. So in other words, we are breathing harder to try and get the oxygen in than we would normally breathe in. And uh, the the, uh, scientific paper here says this study is of new masks removed from the manufacturer packaging as well as a laundered cloth mask examined microscopically. Loose particulate was seen on each type of mask Also tight and loose fibers were seen on each type of mask. If every foreign particle and every fiber in every face mask is always secure and not detachable by airflow, then there should be no risk of inhalation of such particles and fibers. However, even if a small portion of mask fibers is detachable by inspiratory flow, uh, or if there is debris in mask manufacture or packaging or handling, uh, then there is the possibility of not only entry of foreign material into the airways, but also entry into deep lung tissue and potential pathological consequences of foreign bodies bodies in the lungs. And of course, this is not a peer-reviewed paper yet. It's uh, still up for peer review. So we don't know what the final outcome is that going to be, of that is going to be. Uh, and there's still more research required. But the key point here, as we've been stressing for so many weeks and months now, is that there has been no risk assessment done by governments, by local authorities, by anybody on the risks of wearing masks in the way that we're wearing these masks. Um, And uh, what are we looking at here, Patrick, potentially uh, in the future, uh, you know, uh, serious lung problems, potentially cancer from having ingested uh, quantities of small fibres. I think we've seen this type of thing before, haven't we?
0: Well, you're talking about uh, artificial fibers, uh, petroleum-based products, various different, you know, microscopic elements that are not healthy uh, when they're embedded in your soft lung tissue. Uh, So this isn't a normal situation. Normally, you know, surgeons wearing cotton masks and things like that, organic material. Now you've got a whole range of just about anything goes in terms of masks. So this really speaks, Mike, to the ridiculousness of the 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 rollout of the mask culture and the mask industry uh, on the back of covid uh, and the fact that nobody's even questioning uh, you know if there's any safety a lot a lot of people remarked in a lot of reports mike they're feeling nauseous a feeling of nausea uh, when they're wearing masks for long periods of time and one of the reasons is they're breathing in synthetic fibers constantly and this is inducing a feeling of nausea i mean this is like common sense Medical 101, I mean, why isn't anybody picked up on it? But right now the mainstream media are absolutely determined pushing uh, the mask mandate, pushing mask culture, uh, basically backing uh, a government policy on this that, to me, doesn't look like it's intelligent whatsoever. They're not listening to the best possible science.
1: Yeah, indeed. So uh, I'm just going to say one word, asbestosis. Now, do I know that wearing of masks is any way similar to working in an environment where you've got asbestos dust? Of course not. But government doesn't know either. And this is the key point. We've got to start keeping, we've got to keep the pressure on to get some proper risk assessment done before uh, this becomes a long term uh, requirement. And I mean, what, if if, yeah. if what scientists are saying, uh, and I think it was at UCL, I can't remember exactly who it was, was saying that don't expect uh, a vaccine in March to be some sudden uh, boon, which means that we're going to be able to take the masks off. It could be two years. If people are going to be required to wear masks for this length of time, uh, and particularly people that are working in retail outlets and so on that are required to wear them for eight hours a day in, in the store, that uh, this has the potential to have a massive uh, impact on people's health,
0: so. I can just see the stories coming out in two years' time, Mike. Oh, if only we had noon at the time. It'll yeah. be in the Telegraph on the front page. Dangers of wearing masks has caused a new epidemic of X, whatever it is. I mean, I can just see the media doing their usual sort of after-the-fact coverage on this, and oh, the shock and the outrage. Once again, the cure is worse than the disease.